Then Jim is frozen. Frozen Jim, frozen Jim. <laughs> frozen Jim. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. There we go. So what is going on? I need to buy a dedicated set of headphones for the desktop. I don't know. Shouldn't Bluetooth be able to like do a smooth handoff between different devices? I don't know. It, it's supposed to, especially with the, the Apple products. But even then, sometimes I I don't think it, it's that smooth. I know with the, the upcoming oh. OS releases... <laughs> the upcoming OS releases eh, this fall, they're supposed to make it even, it's supposed to be even smoother where it's even smarter going between like your phone and your desktop. But okay. we'll see how well that actually works out. We we shall see because right now the handoff between my uh, Apple desktop, which I have a Mac mini and my iPhone X is horrible. I will... Uh, I will uh, disable Bluetooth on my phone when we record until it can hand off, and then hopefully that fixes things. Um, what else is new? What else is going on? Uh, well, it's back to school, so that's interesting. I'm sure it's an interesting time for your your wife going back to mm-hmm. school as a teacher. It is. Um, yeah. One of the things we've been doing the last couple of weeks is setting up <clears throat> excuse me, uh, dedicated workspace for her here in the house. Um, and this is great. You just gave me my segue. I, I gave you your transition <laughs> and, and unknowingly, it's like we almost planned it, which we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we, we just get on and talk. <laughs> um, so when, um, she was basically given 30 minutes notice back in March about going virtual and right. in her school district, it was supposed to be a hard two weeks. We're at home. Like it was basically like, two weeks and then we go back and the first couple of weeks they actually didn't do any kind of instruction and then it was like okay we're actually not going back into the building so we need to figure out virtual instruction so she worked from the kitchen table um mm-hmm. i worked down here in you know in in the basement which is you know which was our shared workspace my desk is here uh, she has an imac which uh you know, desk right over there um, and, and she would work from there. But then when, as the summer was going on, they started talking about the back to school plans. There was going to be a hybrid model. There was going to be this, but then I started getting the distinct feeling that it was going to be all virtual. So about a week before they announced it, we sat down talking like, we need to make sure we have a place to work. Um, just because even if you go back hybrid, I think there's going to be a chance where there's going to be long stretches where you're, you're virtual and, she was working from the kitchen table because yeah. everything was supposed to be to be temporary. Um, you know, a lot of the instruction was asynchronous. I'm like, if there's if it's going to be 
virtual start the year or something like that, they're going to be expecting more. So we're in a three bedroom row home and the third bedroom has over the last two years kind of become like our storage room, our overflow <laughs> storage, our extra closet space, the same junk room. room. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Like everybody's got that one room in the house yeah. where stuff just piles up. Like I'll, I'll just get throw to it later. in that room. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to it later. And yet, exactly. Inbox. <laughs> later later becomes six months later. Um, yeah. So we've been clearing that out. Like I ran to Goodwill yesterday and took like three big bags of stuff and some, some extra luggage, which we haven't used. And it actually felt really good to get that out. But that's it's a whole other story. I digress. Um, so that's become her workspace. So um the desk we have right now in in the basement actually isn't going up there it's actually pretty big it wouldn't fit in there so i found a nice little desk on on wayfair we've got the imac set up for her up there um so she's going to have her her workspace upstairs um we definitely couldn't use this space with her being remote because imagine as you and I are trying to record now, her, yeah. you know, instructing, giving live instruction to sixth and seventh graders. She was she was in the workspace during our last recording, right? Uh, she was, but that was just her, and she was just doing some photo right, work before before works before school teaching started. Yeah, so I mean, she was just doing some some work on pictures and, and things like that. Her mom's birthday's coming up; it's a milestone birthday, so she was pulling stuff together like that. So, but it wasn't like like live instruction. Yeah. So, I mean that that gives me you know, my, my segue into, into this. Cause so it's been a while since we've talked about remote work. So I wanted mm -hmm. today talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of working remote, because just like my wife, many, many people were thrown into the remote work lifestyle. I, I just thrown into the deep end back in March and had to, to figure it out. And some people, they thought it was temporary, a month or so. So they would, again, set up at the kitchen table or set up somewhere else. But now we're, we're five months in. And, you know, like while there's some that have started to go back to the office, many are still still remote. You have teachers right now that are trying to figure out how am I going to provide students with live instruction from my house? Um, so... In past times that we, we've covered this topic on past episodes, we've covered things like how to be successful being remote. And I mean, that really focused around people like in our industry or similar industries, people who have every intention of, of, of working remote. Um, but today I want to talk about like, what are some of the common pitfalls of, of working remotely, especially for those people that, again, were thrown into it in March they're still living it now and, and, and there's potentially no end, end in sight. Um, what are some of the bad side effects of working remote? We've also talked a lot about like the positives, you know, we've seen from, from working remote, but there's definitely some, some negatives that need to, 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 to be mentioned. For sure. um, and then of course, like what are some of the benefits, but I don't want to talk about the obvious benefits that we've talked about before. Like, you know, no commuting, you know, more time, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so that's what I want to talk about. But so, so let's, let's talk about like, you know, what are some of the, you know, or let, let's actually start with this. So you mentioned back to school. So yeah. I'm assuming, you know, your kids are getting ready and geared up uh, for, for back to school. What, what's the, the school situation like for you in, in Utah? Uh, so we have been given the choice. Uh, we had, we were given three different options, and this is specific to our school district. Um, 
it, they are handling things on a district by district basis. So depending on where you live, it may be completely different from the options that, that we have. Um, in, in our school district, we were given three options. We were given um, in-person class, uh, just normal, going back to school uh, with whatever precautions they're trying to put in place, but, but in-person in teaching. Uh, remote instructor-led, so the teacher that you were assigned to uh, in the school district, but you're learning remotely with, with their assistance. Uh, and then the third option was um, home-led, so the parent-led. The school district would provide some resources, um, but designing the curriculum, the pace, the schedule, everything is designed by the parent. Um, we selected the um, remote option with the teacher-led. I imagine this has to be incredibly difficult because we're basically asking the teacher to run two different styles of classes because they're now responsible for in-person uh, and remote learning. Um, and apparently we were in the far minority. 95% uh, of the parents chose to send their kids back to school full time. Um, only 5% chose to, to do a home option. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that, um, that works out. But, but speaking of that and speaking of kind of spaces, it's a conversation that, that we've had of, you can't just um, organically pick a space to do homeschool to do work from home. And I think we see that happening a lot with people that are new to remote work, just like, oh, I'll work at the kitchen table, I'll grab you know, something and I'll sit on my bed and work on my laptop. It doesn't work. Um, you have to have a dedicated space that you've thought through how to lay it out. And that's been my concern for my kindergarten aged um, son is like, we can't just have him learn and do work at the kitchen table or randomly at this other place. I think there needs to be a dedicated space set up where this is our, our learning space. And not to say that you can't have that flexibility to say if like you want to go out on the deck one day or at one point in time that you shouldn't be able to do that. But you do need some kind of space set aside to say when I'm in this space, I'm doing X. Yeah, I, I think that that's the big thing everybody misses because um, before all of this and, and you know, everything this year, when I would explain to people that I work from home permanently, um, I got one of two, two reactions. I could never do that because I don't have the discipline to do it. Or the other reaction was, just, oh, that's great. You know, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting dressed in the morning. You can work in, in, in your, your, your gym shorts. You can work in your pajamas. You know, you can, you can kind of just coast in and coast out. And I'm like, actually, the, that, that's the biggest pitfall with working remotely is that um, the, the, wor the space where you're working from also helps set your routine. Yeah. And if you don't have that space, that routine, then you never actually start work and then you actually never end it either. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And the, the rolling in and out is something that I still struggle with. Um, and I know that there are days where I make it more deliberate. I get up, I make some coffee, I take a shower, I get dressed. I'm, I feel much better. I'm much more productive, but Honestly, that's not most days for me. Most days, it's like okay, throw on a shirt and just kind of roll in and and just kind of get to work. It's it's not it's not a healthy setup. Um, the 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 space setup I've been much much better at. Um, 
and I've just had a lot of years to perfect that. In fact, when I first started experimenting with working remotely, I want to say 2007, 2008, maybe even before that, um, my setup was just a random, uh, I think it was from Walmart desk in the basement, in the corner of a family room in the basement. Uh, so, you know, there was a bunch of toys and stuff all around. Like, it was not a workspace. But I had I had been working there for like six months or so. And during that time, um, Hila wanted us to enter the very first Omniture uh, analytics challenge that was held. So that will date it. I'll have to go back and look when that was held. Um, and I'm like, okay. So we started designing an entry for that contest and I was down in the basement at this desk and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm struggling. This is really hard. During that time, I made the decision to transition one of our unused bedrooms into an office and completely redid it. So I tore up the carpet, laid hardwood flooring, repainted the walls, like very deliberately said, I'm going to transition the space from what it was before into something new got a new desk and, and transitioned it into an office in the upstairs, had a big, nice window that brought in a lot of light. I felt so much different. I felt more creative. I felt more energized. And this project that Hila and I were working on just took off. We ended up winning the very first Omniture uh, Developers Analytics Challenge. I can't remember what it was called back then. And I attribute a big part of that to changing my space. And that lesson has stuck with me and now as, you know, we're building a remote company and I've been working remotely for over a decade, being very thoughtful in how I lay out that space. And I'm fortunate to have a dedicated room that I can call my office. I know that that may not be an option for everybody, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a whole dedicated home office. It, it's just that space, you know, you need to think deliberately about creating that space and it could be using things like room dividers or whatever but think creatively and and think proactively about i want to create this i want to design this as my workspace and you will be amazed at how it transitions your your day-to-day and I know that this is a challenge for so many people that this is the first time they've tried working remotely because I see it. You know, I'm sure you may have seen it as well as we've been on conference calls with clients and we get to see into their homes, which is amazing. Um, but we see their setup and we and I'm like, well, where are you at? And they're like, well, I'm at my kitchen table or I put up a card table in the corner of my bedroom. They, you know, they just don't have a setup and we kind of take it for for granted that we've been doing this for so long and we at least have a dedicated space and we're seeing them struggle with the things that we struggled with in the very beginning of they're just like, wherever I can set up my laptop, that's going to be my workspace. And it's not conducive to doing really good work. It's not conducive to, to creativity. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's where like, the commuting aspect of going into the office that sets your your routine and then you're you're going to a dedicated workspace whereas now and again a lot of the people that we're working with have been thrust into this um they don't have that dedicated workspace so then what also starts to decay is is the routine it becomes this this vicious cycle um of you know no routine of actually getting up and getting ready and and going somewhere. And so I've been working remote, you know, dedicated working remote six and a half years prior to that. I you know, would work 
you know, a couple of days in the office, a couple of days at home. Um, but now with, you know, six and a half years of being 100% remote. And like, I remember, you know, reading stuff as I was getting ready to make that transition. And like the, the common theme came back to two things. The two most common pitfalls are no dedicated space, that this is purely where I work um, and no routine or lack mm-hmm. of uh, lack of routine. I, I remember reading one article where one person they interviewed said like this person walks out the door, actually like gets their stuff together, walks out the front door and then comes in the back door to where their office space was. And that kind of that, that was a device for them where, okay, um, I'm at work now. And then when they would leave, they would go back out the back door and come back in the front door. And that is a routine. And, you know, everybody needs to, to build their own routine. You know, I can give advice and I've given advice in the past on how I structure my routine. Um, but everyone kind of needs to, to, to find that, that trick. But if you don't have that dedicated workspace, it's hard to build the routine. Yeah. I think that's the order, right? Mm -hmm. I think, and you're spot on that I would give those two recommendations as well in that order. First, you need to set up your space and be deliberate about just setting up your space. And then second, you need to come up with a routine. And I would start with the morning routine because that defines your, your day, um, and come up with something that works for you. Again, there's, there's lots of examples out there. I love that example. I hadn't heard that one of going in one door and out and out the another door. Um, I read a story of, of a lady that bought a um, shed from Home Depot and ran some electricity out <laughs> to it and, and basically put an office out in, in her backyard because she, mm-hmm. she needed that physical distance from the house to get mm-hmm. into the mindset. So there's those extremes and probably everything in between. There's not a one size fits all. You need to experiment with what works for you, but coming up with some kind of routine to give your body that muscle memory of, okay, now I'm going into work um, Mm -hmm. is, is critically helpful. But having the location first is, is necessary um, to to make that happen. And and there's nothing wrong with changing it up. Like you had mentioned before going out on the deck. Um, so like right now with the summer, both my son and, and, and wife are are at home throughout the day. But like yesterday, uh, my wife had to, to, to run some errands. So the two of them were out of the house. So I went upstairs and, um, you know, sat, sat on the couch in the living room just for, for, for a change of space. You know, I had my feet up on the, on the chaise lounge and, you know, work, work from there just for, for a change of scenery. Um, back in the spring, we got all new patio furniture. Um, and I haven't been able to use it lately. Um, it's just been really, really hot and the sun just beats on the front of the house for a better part of the day. But like with, with fall coming around, I'm looking forward to getting back and being able to sit outside and, and do some work from, from there, uh, for, for an hour or two a day, again, just to, to change it up. But if, if you don't have that one place that you go back to and say, this is where I work, you know, migrating from the couch to the patio furniture, to the kitchen table, doesn't give you the that, that kind of consistency yeah no I, I i completely agree and and it is important to take advantage of that right we've we've talked about it on previous podcasts and talked about it internally is that um it, it's one of the things that you need to prioritize as far as working from home is taking advantage of working from home we hear the opposite when you talk to management types that worry about working from home 
they they constantly say things like, well, what if they do, and then fill in the blank, right? What if they run out to their kid's school and do something in the middle of the afternoon? What if they do the laundry during the workday? What if, like, this whole list of things that worries managers about people working from home, the reality is it's the vast opposite of that which is happening is that we aren't taking advantage of it, right? We aren't doing those things that the managers so fear that we will do and, and we need to, right? We, 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 need to, we need to take advantage of those, those advantages that come with worth working from home. And I just find it interesting that the things that people fear the most are often the things that we don't take advantage of and, and should be. So it's a, also a good reminder to maybe a third component to add in there. Once you have your space, once you have your routine, prioritize taking advantage of working from home. And Jim is frozen. Frozen Jim, frozen Jim. <laughs> frozen Jim. All right. Uh, he is yeah. back. Yeah, of course. It was great. You know, you were going on this great. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were was... frozen. And then I was singing this great song about you being frozen. It was awesome. nice. Uh, yeah, my, my connection <laughs> dropped. So so I apologize. But I am I am back. OK. And one of the things I like about this platform is is it keeps going. So it's not like it stopped. We have to restart. It just whatever you were saying kept going, even though I as the host dropped. That is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it captured my good thing that I was saying, which I've now forgotten. So yeah, <laughs> taking advantage of, of working from home. Yes. Talk, talk, need, taking advantage of working from home. We, we need to, we need to do that more. I mean, otherwise um, we're, we're losing out on a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, so working from home definitely requires a, a level of discipline, mm. um, both getting work done, but also ending, ending work and, and, and getting and, and not being at work because that that's to, to me one of the the bad side effects of it is is you know it depending upon the type of person you are you actually never leave work because you you're yeah. talking about you know and taking advantage of it you know there, there's those managers that have always kind of been hesitant to to embrace remote work it's well what if they're distracted by doing the laundry or doing this or doing that well what about those people and I'll, I'll admit I'm one of them that have trouble shutting down. That's one yeah. of the negative effects is, is the, yeah. the trouble to, to, to shut down. Um, like it happened again last night. You know, I put the, you know, put the kiddo to bed. My wife went to bed and I was up until midnight trying to get stuff done. Just, you know, with the, the, the amount of things going on at the moment. And, you know, again, next thing I know it's midnight. It's like, crap, maybe I should go get some sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, and what it, do you see as some of the, the bad side effects? And again, I think it's a tough balance because you don't want to replicate the office per se, meaning mm -hmm. one of the values of working from home is flexibility, is the ability to, to design your own day. So I think as long as you're being deliberate about that and saying, you know what, a couple nights a week, I know I get the most work done from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., you should absolutely be able to do that as long as you're deliberately designing that into to your routine. Uh, the the trap is is when you're not deliberate about it. And to your point, you're you're just always on and always working. Mm -hmm. I think we had an episode. Sorry, I keep bouncing my desk. Yeah, I, I, need, think, I need to link that up. 
we, we yeah we had an episode I think titled out being always on always being on or something like that um, that's the problem that's when it becomes dangerous is that when you're not deliberately designing your day and you're just always in work mode it, you tend to to suffer burnout like we need the downtime mm-hmm. and yeah I think you were texting me last night at like 10 or 11 o'clock your time and I'm like what's what's Jim doing here I'm just thinking yes. about work um, <laughs> and again I think that that's perfectly fine as long as you're the one that's designing that into your workflow and we're taking advantage of the opportunity that we don't have a rigid, you have to work 8.30 to 5 p.m. or whatever it is. We don't work that way. But also don't fall into that trap of just being on all the time because that is dangerous and link that up somewhere because that is a, mm. a good episode to to go back and, and listen to. Um Again, I find it fascinating that all of the things that managers worry about as negatives of people working from home is the opposite. You know, what if they do this, this, and this when they were home? Actually, they don't. You know, what if they don't get any work when they're done when they're at home? Actually, they're working more than the people that are in the office. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's a fact. It happens all the time. Um, I, people working remotely, for the most part, work more hours, um, produce more work than their colleagues in the office. It it's just a fact. So mm-hmm. the things that they're worried about are actually not happening. The things they need to be worried about are the fact that they are probably working too much, that they aren't designing their day, that they are just always on. Those are the things that managers should be worried about, mm-hmm. not are they actually working or not. Yeah, and you, you actually bring up a, a secondary point there is, is, you know, as far as like generating work, you know, one of the reasons why you know, people have that misconception that, when you're in the office, you produce more work because you're there versus, you know, at, at home. But, you know, one of the reasons I think you're going to see people work, you know, who work from home produce actually more work is that it's easier. It, it's it's easier to just work with blinders on and forget that you work with other people. In the office, there's, you know, to, to use a cliche and I'll link up the other, the, the cliche episode too. Yeah, like the, there's the, <laughs> the water cooler talk, you know, like yeah. I can't tell you how many times when I would work in an office, someone would come over and ask a question. We'd start talking, you know, we, we, we go through their question. We'd start talking about other things. It's like, Oh, let's go grab a cup of coffee. So we'd wander. And then 15 minutes later, we're still yeah. shooting the shit over, over a cup of coffee. And th- that's kind of one of those ways to just kind of, you know, um, kind of blow off some steam Whereas from home, like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I sometimes realize like, crap, there's two or three days will go by and there's certain, you know, certain people we work with, I haven't talked to. It's like, crap, I, I should at least say hi. And, and, you know, like make sure that I'm kind of generating some version of that virtual, you know, chit chat you usually get in the office. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And that's a good segue into something I've been thinking about as well from a, from a business perspective, from just a health of a team perspective, it's an important thing to prioritize and figure out how to solve for. Um, There's lots of companies that are trying to solve that with technology. I think if you take a technology first approach, it's probably going to fail. It it needs to be some kind of a cultural uh, approach first. But yeah, I mean, there, there needs to be some of that, but that also needs to be put into balance. And I, and that may be the common theme for this episode is that really finding some kind of balance is key for being successful working uh, remotely um, because I I think I'm the opposite for different reasons. And I was thinking about this the other day. 
I was thinking, I wonder if I should get a membership at, at a co-working location or look at renting an executive suite because I noticed that I'm like, I am not as productive as I could be. There are so many distractions happening around me, people coming to the door, kids wanting things, like stuff happening that it's like, I can't just sit down for an hour and crank out work and I'm finding myself frustrated. Um, but then I thought, how is that any different than the office? And, and maybe it's giving us insight into the office that, you know, we, we don't have this pure environment, especially when the open office floor plan was all the rage. It's like, how are we getting anything done? There is so much happening around us. Uh, I think back to my days at, at Omniture when we were in an open office floor plan and we were a consulting organization. So you can just think about the chatter. I've never worked in a phone support um, a phone support center, a call center, but I imagine that's got to be completely distracting with just everyone on the phone at the same time. But that's kind of mm -hmm. how a consulting organization is with the open floor plan. You just hear everyone on the call all the time and then people throwing like balls back and forth over top of the cubes and other like so much going on. It's like, how can we focus and get anything done? But now I'm struggling with that from a remote capacity. Um, so again, it's a tough balance. You, you want, you want to take advantage of not being in that open office floor plan. You want some of that focused time to get stuff done. Um, but again, you also need to be cognizant of the fact of we also need interaction. You know, we can't be locked in the basement for 12 hours a day doing work and not have any human interaction. So how do we strike that appropriate balance? Yeah, totally. And, and I, I've been actually feeling something uh, a little different. Um, it, it's related, but but it is different in that. So all three of us have been home for the last five months. And before, like before this, we would have a routine. My wife, my wife would leave for work at quarter of eight in the morning. Uh, I'd get the, the the baby together and get him all set, take him off to the babysitting at 830. I'd come back and start my day. And next thing you know, uh, the two of them would be home around four o'clock. But now all of us are here. And it's it's almost like uh, I've been finding myself like needing like, OK, I just need 30 minutes of quiet time. Because beforehand, like my quiet time would be lunch where I could be able to go upstairs to the kitchen, get something to eat and just kind of sit in peace and quiet for 30 minutes and, and collect my thoughts. But now I, you know, I, I jump from meeting to meeting, uh, answering emails, get, getting work done. And then I go upstairs and then uh, the kiddo's there and my wife's there and you don't want to ignore them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like at night, sometimes like she'd be like, are oh, you go to, ready to go to bed? I'm like, I just need 30 minutes. Like give me 30 minutes by myself <laughs> to just like, cause I'm an introvert and like, that's the mm -hmm. thing. Like I need that time by myself. And it's not, it, it, I, it's not to come across as like that, that again, another cliche that me time, it, I don't mean it that way. It's just, I need 30 minutes of quiet to decompress, clear the head and then, then go to bed. Because what I found, one of the things I had found, one of the side, ex, side effects I had found with all of us being home after, you know, the first few weeks was, I was going to bed with like all of these thoughts and I actually wasn't sleeping well. Like it was mm. keeping me up because my mind would not shut off. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> similar. It's like when the, when the house gets quiet and dark, the mind starts to race and then it's like two in the morning. You're like, well, I, I just want to go to bed. I just want to yeah. sleep. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's been yeah. trying to, to, to find that. So, um, you know, we we're, we're still working on figuring that out, especially since right now the, the remote learning plan is they say November 17th, but that's a week before Thanksgiving. And we all know the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas flies. I'm like, you're, you're not going back into the school till mid January at the earliest. Yeah. So we've got four plus months of, of us working together in, in a house that like, you know, we, we, you know, we need to, to, to figure out how to, you know, like there, there's none of that like time where, you know, again, that, that 30 minutes just to be by myself to, to clear the head, you know, her way of shutting off from work too. Because I think yeah. like, again, like many people who are, are still trying to figure this out, like working from home, like the, you know, that workspace, having that routine, but also shutting off at the end of the day, it's going to be, to be interesting to, to see how this happens with a lot of people. Now, a lot of teachers being expected to teach a full day from yeah. home. Yeah. It's, it's challenging for sure. One of the things that I've been experimenting with and has worked amazingly well, um, is rate listening to the radio, um, but podcast. So, um, I, as a child, I would often fall asleep listening to old time radio shows. So like shows from the forties and fifties. Um, and recently I've been listening to long form podcasts. So anything an hour or more in length, um, as a way to calm down and go to, go to sleep. One of my favorites is listening to older, uh, car talk, um, episodes on, on NPR. I, I love that 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 show um but are all available via podcast i don't know that i've made it through oh, an hour episode of any podcast since i've started doing it <laughs> i i'll go back and re-listen to it and i'm like wait a minute i i fell asleep like literally 10 minutes into this <laughs> you know and so that's one of the things that has helped me it's kind of created that routine it's like okay just shut the lights off quiet turn on a podcast um listen to it and for me i don't know it just it distracts my brain it slows it down and i end up falling asleep well before the episode ends mm -hmm. yeah i found something similar i found a a, a guided meditation app just like oh, something nice. to 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 shut off the brain at night because yeah. that's my problem is is the mind starts going and then it's the don't forget about doing this in the morning and you've got to get this yeah. done tomorrow. And then, uh, Oh God, I forgot to do this today. And you know, if, if I need to run downstairs and answer this email before <laughs> I go to sleep and that kind of has helped just like, you know, it's got like the relaxation intro and it just kind of helps quiet things down. So, um, you and I both, I think use Workflowy. Um, it's yes. it's something that I've added into my nighttime routine as well. That's helped immensely. Is um, as part of my Workflowy setup, I have a tasks um, folder, and in there I have basically like today, tomorrow, you know, next week. Um, and if I'm late at night and I'm thinking through, I got to do X, I got to do Y. If I don't write that down, I will think about that all night long. So even if mm -hmm. I'm laying in bed and my mind is racing, I will get up, I will come into the office. I, I, I could do it on my phone on the mobile app, but I found like getting up, coming into the office and writing all those things into my workflowy document 
instantly lets me let go of that and I can go back to sleep. So mm -hmm. um, for me, that's been really helpful. Just kind of writing it down saying, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Those are things I know I need to do tomorrow or th these are things I know I need to document for next week. If I can write it down, then my brain says, okay, I can let go of that. Yeah, totally. And that's why I was sending out like the, those emails and Slack messages last night at 1130 was is get them out. Don't even leave them in draft form. You know, don't expect anybody to to respond. The the goal wasn't to get a response from anybody. It was get it out. People will see it in in the morning, but it's then off my mind. I'm not even worrying yeah. about that draft. I'm like, well, let's go back in and edit this and get it. It's sent. It's done. Yeah, I, I've been doing something similar, but I've been using the scheduler option in my email platform um, mm -hmm. of writing the emails and then scheduling it for a future date as a way to get it out of my head. It's like, if mm -hmm. I don't, then I'm going to sit there and think about it and think about it and think about it. So I have time right now. I'm just going to write it. If it makes sense to send it, I'll just send it. If I want this to be more timely and go at a different time, I'll just schedule it. And then I can just, my brain can let it go. Yeah. Um, cool. So I want to pivot the conversation, start wrapping, wrapping things up. So I know we've talked a lot of the, the difficulties, again, the pitfalls, you know, some of the things that, some of the not so positive effects. Yeah. Um, for those again that are are still adjusting to this, what are some of the the positives? Not 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 the obvious ones. Again, the way we talked about, like you know, lack of commuting and saving on gas and and things like that. What are some of the positive things that 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 people could experience with with working remotely? I, I would say the biggest positive is autonomy. Um. Perhaps that you're coming from a situation where you have leadership, you have a culture that maybe doesn't um, value autonomy, but as everyone goes remote, that kind of gets destroyed, at least in the short term. Um, you, 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 have, you have autonomy to some level now that is completely different than when you were in the office, whether you realize it or not. So I would say that that is the biggest upside that people should be thinking about and thinking about how to hold on to that and value it because there is huge upsides to having autonomy to design your own day. And that's not to say that you don't have specific expectations or things that you need to fulfill, but again, being at home, you have a lot of control you didn't have in the office of how do I want my office to look? What's my workspace <laughs> going to look like? When am I going to do this? When am I going to go to lunch? Like those are things that you may not be thinking about that were not in your full control, but they absolutely weren't. And again, depending on where you work, that's going to differ in differing levels. But I will tell you that I have worked in organizations that I had zero autonomy over my workspace. In fact, at one company, I think it was my first job out of college, I did things to like make my workspace feel a little more homely. And I would get nasty emails from our facilities saying, you do not have the right to do X. You know, I think mm -hmm. I had plugged in a little lamp. That's a fire hazard. That's a risk. You can't have a little lamp. You know, I think at one place I hung something on the wall. Nope, you can't put anything on the walls. So whether you realize it or not, you don't have really as much control to some degree as you do now at home. And I think that's the biggest upside is, is this sense of autonomy. And you now are in control of designing your day, both literally and figuratively, physically designing it and, and, and mentally designing how you work. 
that I think people need to accept and realize and figure out how to value that. Um, at some point in time, that's going to go away a bit because people will go back to a more normal office routine. I'm hoping that people will take away the lesson that autonomy is important. I'm mm -hmm. hoping that managers will realize that trusting employees and allowing them autonomy creates more valuable output. And I'm hoping a little bit of that creeps back into the office where they allow their team to have a little bit more control over how they design their surroundings and their workday. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's a good one. I, I really like the idea of autonomy. And uh, I was going to mention like being able to design the space where you work to, to fit what, what you want. And, and I, I've had similar experiences in the past in the office where you, you couldn't choose where you wanted to sit. You were told where to sit. You were told what it had to look like. At one point I was in the front area of the office and like they would bring clients through. And, and I mean, I'm not saying keep your desk look, you know, don't, don't be a slob with your desk, but mm -hmm. like there were people going around checking, make sure that everything was, was perfect. And you didn't have anything up that could upset somebody or, or anything like that. And again, I'm not saying you have, you know, controversial material out. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying like you could, you know, it, they wanted your desks in that area to, to, to fit something and whether you were comfortable there or not. So I'm, I'm going off on, on, on definitely on a tangent there. No, but, but it, 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 it is an important one. And, and again, mm -hmm. I don't think we realize how in, important that is and how much out of the, our control that has been. One, one funny story I have is I worked for an online dating company and developers tend to like dark places and mm -hmm. the developers wanted the lights off management said no lights have to be on and and the reason why lights have to be on because it's unprofessional looking to have the lights off and what if customers come through like customers like our customers are single people looking to get dates like who's coming through <laughs> our office um but so what ended up happening is the developers ended up using construction paper and cardboard to build kind of shades over their desk so that they could have it darker and that was frowned upon as well because that doesn't look professional we need to have the again like very simple things that we don't even think about that we now have full control over what is comfortable for us. We didn't have that ability to certain degrees in the office. Now's mm -hmm. the time to embrace it to its fullest Yeah, and take definitely. the lessons you learn and inject that back into the culture when you go into the office. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and the other piece related to that is, is, is flexibility. Yeah. You know, um, now, I think with the current situation with people working remote, I don't think everybody has the same flexibility as everybody else. Again, we're going back to using my, my wife as an example. You know, she's hearing, you know, as she's starting to get information on what the, the, the first half of the school year is going to look like. And, you know, where, where, you know, to kind of get through the end of last school year, they just did asynchronous learning. Now it's going to be synchronous. It's going to be, you know, she's going to be expected to start at 830 in the morning, be logged right. in and be, I, I'm not sure what platform they're going to use. Yeah, I think that's still what they're working out. But logged in online, talking to students by 830, going through till till three o'clock. And now, granted, like the principal she she works for now is, is really good about letting people kind of decide how they want to structure things. But there are going to be certain things like that from 830 to three yeah. you were set, which is, I've got a different level of flexibility. That's right. As long as stuff gets done, you know, clients feel like they're getting what they need in an in, in, in amount of time. It doesn't matter when, when I do. Yeah. But that, that being said, 
she's going to have other flexibility she didn't have before. And then yeah. that's something to, to definitely embrace. Uh, agreed. And I think that that's the biggest takeaway from this conversation is that, that um, we can't just let things happen to us from a remote work perspective. Um, we can't take the just organic natural approach of let's just be reactionary to however this setup is. To be successful in a remote environment, you have to be proactive. You have to be deliberate in how you design things. Again, everything from your space to how you work to how you have things structured, it's it's up to you. You have, again, a lot of autonomy, whether it's gifted to you or not. Just that separation creates that autonomy. You have to recognize that and think through how you're going to take advantage of that to become more successful, more valuable, more happier a better employee a better mm -hmm. teacher a better student you have to think about it it's not just going to happen you know you have to put in the work and you have a great opportunity to do that right now yeah i totally agree so this was this was a lot of fun it, it it's been a while since we've talked about working remote and i think with schools having just gone back and a lot of them going in some form or another with with virtual learning um, people still trying to, to to figure this out. I think this was a, a good time to to talk about this. Agreed. I always love talking about this topic. So yeah, it, it it's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm still I'm still learning. I'm I'm still adjusting, and every now and then I just try to change things up again. So to to, to have the variety. I think it's I think it's okay to always be learning. I think that's the the mold we're in. In fact, I was thinking about it this morning that the people that are the most vocal about having all the answers on how to do hard things have actually never taken the risk to do hard things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's I think it's very healthy to say we don't have it figured out. We're constantly learning new things. We don't have all the answers, but we're 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 doing it. We're trying. We're on we're on the path. And I mm -hmm. think that's the most important piece. I forget where I read this this line, but it's something I've embraced over, say, the last year or so. Um, certainty is the opposite of knowledge. Mm, I like that. You know, when you're certain about something, you are not open to to new ideas, yeah. new approaches, different perspectives. So certainty is the opposite. To, certainty is the opposite of knowledge. It reminds me of the the Zen quote about the beginner's mind. In in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are a few. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good one too. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, awesome. This this was great. Uh, you know, thanks for for the time, and man, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk to everybody later. All right. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.